Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast, brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network. I'm your host, June Colson, here with my fellow host, Michelle Van Dusen. So what is life support? Why, thanks for asking, friend. It's a couple of clean comedians offering a supportive and positive environment for the comedy community. We talk about our highs and our lows and some traumatizing shows. So if you're ready, get set. Let's go. And hey, Michelle, why don't you tell them who's on the show? Today, we have our very first guest, Joel Byers. Yeah, I know. Joel is an award-winning comedian and the host of the Hot Breath podcast, where you can learn comedy from the pros. Joel has a comedy special called The Trophy Husband. Welcome to the show, Joel Byers. Thank you so much, Michelle and June. I'm excited to be your first guest. We seriously just opened with a dab. There was a dab right there. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm I telling was, you, it's it's so great. Every time that I I, I have Joel um, during like the right 10 in the morning or he's on a podcast or I'm watching him live online, it, it seems like every time he dabs, my 17-year-old walks in the room. <laughs> and he just looks at me with disappointment. He just goes, that's, that's your friends. This is what we're doing, mom. It's so sad. It's so sad. No, oh. Joel, we are like super excited to have you. Um, on the show because, you know, I, actually the laugh support was something that you inspired Michelle and I to do. So I'm going to tell you something after seeing the name of your special, The Trophy Husband, that you've probably heard before. Okay. Are you ready? All of this, Joel, is your fault. This is your fault, Joel. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Everything that's you're happening welcome. here. You are so well. We're going to look back on this moment and be, oh, I'm so glad all this was Joel's fault. Yes. Yeah. Is that what you tell your wife? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to look back and say, I'm glad you you did this thing. (laughs) That's what my wife is like. Yeah. Give other people work. Yeah. (laughs) That's what she's going to. Yeah. Make people work like you do. Welcome to podcasting, June and Michelle. Yeah. It's not so fun, is it? Uh, Yeah. It's fun. It's just um, we don't know what we're doing. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> no so we that's like familiar. Yeah, it's familiar. Yeah. It's a familiar feeling of not knowing what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like comedy. You know, you just kind of jump in and learn as you go. Uh, it's you know same thing there with the podcast. But you, I wouldn't have asked you if I didn't believe in you and believe in your talent to actually make this a podcast that actually makes an impact. I wouldn't have asked otherwise. So you're the first. I just want you to know. You're the first. Why, thank you then, Joel. (laughs) Do you feel special, Michelle? I I do. (laughs) You're the first to say yes, I should have said. You're the first to say yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's how, like, every boyfriend I got in high school, that's what they said to me. You know what? You're just, you're the first that said yes. You know, I've asked a lot of other people, too. <laughs> you're the first who would actually go out with me, so. No, but I, I believe in what y'all are doing, and I, I'm a fan of your comedy and your spirit, and I just knew it was just a, a perfect match for what you're doing in your careers and how we could, you know, add it to the hot breath of here. So it, it really was a very heartfelt thought out decision to ask y'all to even have interest in doing this and your interest has grown into a show now. So I'm just honored that you took it seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, uh, the, the 
theme, you know, and the name of the show is Laugh Support. So uh, one of the things that we thought we would like to do, a lot of times comedians get interviewed and it's always, you know, how long have you been doing comedy or what, when did you know you were funny? And, you know, a lot of those questions. But but for us, uh, we wanted to be supportive and we wanted to find out who supported the comedians that we interview along the way. So it can be, you know, it can be another comedian. It could be a family member, whoever. So, you know, one of the first things we want to ask you is just basically when when you started out early on, do you remember who was your laugh support? Who were the people that that really helped you get started? Yeah, well, on the family side, it was definitely, uh, I mean, I, I, my wife, I'll say my wife. Um, I was going to say my wife and my mom, but I figured I should say my wife first and then mm-hmm. my mom. But mm-hmm. <laughs> The good trophy husband move. Yes, yes. yes. So, I mean, so my if, wife is, yeah. So if you're saying your wife, I'm just wondering, you started comedy after you were married or did you start before you were married? Before, but she was supportive. My wife and I met in college, but when she moved down to Atlanta before she moved, I told her this is what my job is. Well, at the time, it wasn't even my job. It was my aspiration. I I was a dishwasher. I was refilling mini bars. I was doing something prestigious at the time, living in the hood of Atlanta in a studio apartment. And, uh, I told her like, if you move down here, this is like my lifestyle. This is my schedule. I'm out every night working on like my shows and really trying to develop this to become my career. And she was all for it. And she's been all for it ever since. And she's been supportive and understanding, even if she doesn't quite understand exactly everything I'm doing. Um, Mm -hmm. she still is understanding of the process and she believes in me. Even if she doesn't laugh at my jokes that I try on her, she's believes me. And that's great. And I think that's crucial for any anyone in comedy is to have some sort of supportive system, even outside mm-hmm. of comedy, that you can rely on and mm-hmm. just kind of lean on in certain situations. And she's always been there for more. For more. For more, I'm going to cry. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, she's been super supportive. And definitely, I wouldn't be where I am today without... So you actually blame her for this happening right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Which I mean, that and is the seed was planted by my, I just want to say the seed was planted by my mom. She always told me I had a gift and I always was like a knack for performing and things like that. So she instilled that mindset within me. So she planted the seed, but then it's like, it's my wife who's like the supporting cast around it now in the, my career but it all started with like my mom planting the seed of me having a gift and me making sure that I don't keep it a secret wow that's awesome especially to have two you know two of the most important women in your life to be lifting you up that's a that's a huge deal I can't imagine yeah. for me the journey is similar if, if my husband if my husband would have put the x on it because it was after I mean I, I was an old lady when I started. And I, you know, I come to him like I've had, (laughs) I come like I have some kind of midlife crisis. I'm like, Jesus said, I got to do comedy, baby. He's like, okay, (laughs) if Jesus said so, I guess you better, you know, but, but had he, had he not been supportive of it, then it definitely would have lasted long in my life, you know, because he's, he's more important than any career path I would go on. So that's awesome that you had that, that support in your family. What about, uh, what about comedians? What about comedic laugh support? When you first started, I mean, we learned that 
it's not always the most open armed, beautiful, warm and welcoming environment. You know, tell tell us about your your comedy life support. Yeah. So, you know, the comedy journey, when you start, it can be lonely and confusing. And like at least in my scene, it was competitive and there were cool shows that I was never invited on and things like that. And I I've made friends in comedy, but early on. I really, there was a comedian named Mark King who since moved to New York. And uh, there's, is there an echo? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, that's Which better. One? Is that, that better? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so early on, like I was just all about getting on stage wherever, however, in front of whoever or whatever. I was wanting to get on stage. And this comedian named Mark King was willing to do the same. I mean, we did like, karaoke nights together we did uh we did like a biker bars together we did we would perform anywhere together and we he was willing to do it so that's how we kind of connected as like we're kind of by any means necessary we'll get on stage wherever so it was good to have at least some an, an accomplice in some of these shady shows we would be doing and he since you know he since moved to new york and he's a booker up there and by the time he left atlanta he was booking one of the top shows in the city at Uptown Comedy Club here. Wow. So he, it just, you just never know who's going to be who or, and that's why it's always so important just being nice and general and supportive, but also you just never know who may be hosting that, that open mic in front of four people. They may end up hosting the top show in the region by the end of their career. And they may want to book you if you were nice to them. So it's always, it's always good to just be nice to everyone. And Mark was definitely one of those people alongside of me someone who was above me was rodney perry who um he's done a bunch of movies and he's i mean he's incredible but he he like set the standard for what comedians can be in terms of not only skill set but also just how they treat other comics mm. like this was a guy i saw in like on a tyler perry tv show that then i'm like oh he's talking to me like we're peers and i remember seeing him out at open mics and being like why are you doing this show and he's like i'm a comic he's like this is what we we do we do comedy and it, him over 20 years in still in that mentality and still so nice and accessible. I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. That that's the standard of comedy. I want to hold myself to. And it's really resonated through everything I do. Right. You know, and I owned a business for a long time and, and if you wanted to have somebody go to work for you, you pick that person in the company to mentor and train them that you wanted them to be at that level. Cause if we put them with the person who complained all the time, that person comes into the job learning to complain and be negative and be ugly. And, and you were fortunate to have somebody in your path that, that really you were able to, to observe and watch and see, you know, the right way to do it. That's yeah. really awesome. It, Cause it go, it could go either direction depending on your maturity level and your age and, and how much you respect the person who's in front of you, you know, uh, a lot of times I think in comedy, we, we see people, they start out and they don't know what their voice is and they'll mimic someone else's voice and they can even mimic their behaviors. Oh, well, this is how you're supposed to act in the green room. And, oh, no, we don't go to open mics because I've been doing it 10 years. And then you have somebody who's been doing it 20 and you're like, OK, cool. OK, this yeah. isn't, you know, this is the thing to do. So. So what do you think of Michelle? I saw the wheels turning in your head. So uh, what I'm really wanting to know is uh, when you were with Mark doing karaoke, did you sing your jokes? Ooh, yeah. No, we we literally like <laughs> went to a karaoke. We just heard there was a karaoke night. We'll perform, we performed a spoken word like anywhere there was a mic mm -hmm. because we weren't on the cool shows a lot of the time. 
And we actually went to this karaoke night. We're like, do you mind if we do comedy? Because I mean, as a comedian, you're like, it, it makes sense at the time. You're like, yeah, I'll do it on a sidewalk. You know, if, <laughs> if we have done it well. It just, we went to the karaoke night and asked the host, is like, hey, do you mind if we, if we told, like, if we did our stand-up? And they let us. So they got, like, halted the karaoke and they introduced each of us, like, you know, to do stand-up. And we each did five minutes. And it, it didn't go terribly based <laughs> on the bar of how bad it's gone for me of getting booed and the light shut off and all of that, people leaving. Um, it didn't go terribly. So, yeah, it's part of it. So right. what I'm hearing is you're like the Dr. Seuss of comedy mm -hmm. in a bar, in a car, on the sidewalk, a karaoke, like you'll, you'll go anywhere. So I like it. Yeah. I like it. You, you gotta have that mentality. That's the number one piece of advice I've gotten personally and on my podcast is you've got to get on stage wherever, whenever. So I, I've always adopted that mentality and it's, it's, it's come to fruition in terms of being able to entertain larger audiences different swaths of people like okay your joke works at this sold out comedy club but does it work at this open mic in front of four people or this karaoke night where they're not expecting comedy can your jokes translate and really connect with people regardless of the environment this it's great testing that a lot of comics avoid out of discomfort but mm -hmm. that's where you grow yeah <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, wow. do you hide from uncomfortable situations? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, have you ever done any jokes in another language? Because you just you just mentioned how your comedy should translate. And I'm just curious, you know, because right now you have this comedy network that's worldwide. Mm -hmm. So have you done any um, or, or have you had your jokes interpreted? I haven't had my jokes into, oh, well, I have had them. I did a church where there was a interpreter. So mm -hmm. the jokes were interpreted then. Um, I do have a goal to do a comedy in Spanish. I would like to do like a Spanish comedy special, maybe. I mean, I'm not fluent. Por but ¿Qué dice? I say por qué. Oh, por qué, por qué uh, quiero uh, entertain more people. See, I don't know all of it. I only, I only know what I learned as a dishwasher, and that's not appropriate for this show. <laughs> But I, I, I would I would like to become fluent in Spanish to start doing stand-up in Spanish also. It's definitely a goal of mine. But in terms of the one time I tried to do comedy in another language, it was a Spanish show here in Atlanta where four people showed up and they sat on opposite sides of the room and I'm there entertaining them. Like I was the feature. I wasn't the headliner. The headliner spoke Spanish, so the club thought it would be a cool marketing thing if they did a Spanish show but maybe not have me on the fly. Maybe that's why people didn't show up. <laughs> They're like, oh no, ICE is going to be there. Look, this guy's there to deport right. us right now. Right. So four people showed up. They sat on opposite sides of the room that held maybe 300 people, just two wow. people on either side of the room. And I'm trying to do Spanglish in front of four people that are scared. I'm there to deport them. And uh, it didn't go great. So I need, I really need to learn my Spanish, but that is definitely a goal of mine is to do coming in other languages. Very, very cool. Nice. Um, so part of our um, being a laugh support, we also kind of want to know who have you, um, have you become someone else's laugh support? Like how, what have you done in your life to support others through comedy? This is your time to plug hot breath. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I've always, I mean, even like before Hot Breath, I was always open to helping comics however I could. Like if they asked for advice or they had any questions, I've always been open to helping. What I realized is that's like on a one-on-one -on -one basis, but how, mm -hmm. how can I help more? And it's turned into Hot Breath, which started out as a podcast five and a half years ago to interview some of my comedian friends about their journey. And now it's grown into over 300 interviews all about the craft of comedy in a very supportive and positive way. You know, I want it to be the comedy resource that I wish existed. So now you guys know it's, it's a Facebook group where we do a daily writing club and mm -hmm. feedback mics and just whatever we can do to help comics. It's really grown into a supportive community of comedians, which I wish I had when I started. And I'm so grateful that it exists now. Right. Michelle and I were just talking yesterday of, of about how supportive and how positive it is. You know, um, mm -hmm. when you started the right 10, I, I think I, I, well, you just recently had your one year anniversary of waking up one morning and saying, we're going to write for 10 minutes today. And I remember when I came on, there was like, it was like you and maybe three people. And then the next day there was four and I was watching, but I wasn't in, I was, wasn't getting involved. I'm like, what is this guy doing? And then, so then I started writing jokes by myself, you know, on my own, but I wasn't plugging them in yet. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't know what this is about. And then the first time I put it in and you read it and it was just, I think at that point there was maybe 10 people I was like, this is super fun. This is really cool. And it yeah. motivated me to get up every day. And, and this was a time that, you know, the pandemic had hit and, and these comedians all over the country had, they'd stopped writing and performing. And really a lot of people I know personally, I know a lot of people were battling depression at the time and not mm -hmm. sure what to do. And, and then suddenly you come up with this idea that we'll just keep trucking along. We'll just keep doing this thing. And even at a time as that grew, Michelle and I were talking yesterday about how you kept it positive and growing pains are, are serious. You have people that do kind of creep in and they have that negative attitude, but you were able to, navigate through all of that environment as it was growing mm -hmm. and make sure that it was kept positive. Yeah. People were, it wasn't that you stifled people's political views or social views or anything like that, but it didn't become a platform for people to write a joke. And then everyone argue their political thoughts or religious thoughts or, or whatever. It was just, we're just, you can do that anywhere else. Right. There's a thousand other places that you can argue those thoughts. We're just here yep. to try to, be good comedians and, and get better and be amazing when the doors open. So as you were doing that, did you, were there struggles behind the scene to keep it positive or, you know, is that just kind of who you are? Are you a peacekeeper? Are you just somebody who, who naturally brings peace around you? Yeah. I, mean, I've, I think I've always been like a facilitator of sorts. I mean, I, I moved around schools a lot. Uh, I was the principal's kid in middle school. So like oh. I've always had to like navigate and kind of be a chameleon in terms of just adapting and just being, a. I mean, I'll always root for the underdog as well. That's something my mom always instilled in me. So like I always, I think I always liked the aspect of community and just being a, like a positive um, relationship in people's lives, I guess, for lack of a better word. So, I mean, any of the struggles with positivity, like the hot metaverse, it, it you're all seeing it live on the air. Anything, any breakdown I've had, um, all the struggles have come on the air with whatever mental issues I'm going through. 
And there have been mental breakdowns in, you know, over a year of doing this every day in a fun way. I mean, not like concerned. No one like messaged me afterwards. Like, Joel, are you okay? They're more like, oh, Joel had sugar again. There he goes. Yeah. 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 Sassy Joel. Sassy Joel. Exactly. So it like became a positive spin, even on me having (laughs) breakdowns. But I don't think it was, it's never a struggle because it's always still been a passion of mine and it's always been something I love. And it's something that it just feels naturally to me that even if, even if there is like struggles, if there's internet issues, it's, I still wouldn't rather be doing anything else. And I think that's what helps me remain positive with hot breath of but also with, you know, with comedy in general and the highs and lows of that, it's like, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. I wouldn't want to have any other problems, but these, so it, it's always just, I always look for the positive in things. And it's also me creating what I wish existed. That's really what Hot Breath is. Everything mm-hmm. I do is centered around that lens of what do I wish existed? Okay, let me create that. No, I've been in the game 11 years last year before COVID hit. That was my year. My mm-hmm. year in terms of I'm releasing my own special. I'm actually booked as a touring headliner. Like This is my first year where I'm like, I've worked my way up in some clubs. I'm actually touring this year. I'm actually headlining clubs this year. That's the goal. Become a touring professional headliner. And then boom, March hits. All of that evaporates. And it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? You know, you can't control what happens, but you can control how you react to it. So I just focused my attention to what I could control, which was the podcast and the community around it. And now we're sitting here today and I'm so grateful for it. Because I've got to connect with comedians like, you know, you, June, and you, Michelle, that are of that same spirit, of that same motivation. And you realize you're not alone in this, where you may be in your own scene and you have these thoughts or doubts. And then into the verse, and you're like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Other people have yeah. these struggles. This is normal to have this. So it's become a resource as much for others as it has been for me. Absolutely. And, you know... I've seen it. Michelle and I have watched it grow. She came in. Um, I just messaged her one day. I'm like, this is this is just really because we would talk daily. And I'm like, you really should just bounce in here. It just is something that is motivational. There's people from all over the country that are doing this. And we've got to watch it grow. And what I what I've seen is at a certain point, you had to have some laugh support because you were doing this thing seven days a week and you're yeah. a married man you're a trophy husband at some point yeah. the the amazing wife i'm sure is probably like hello remember me joel yeah but, it, but what happened is when you started handing little pieces off to other people one you had people who were buying into it i think you gave value to to those people and you had a well-deserved break, you know, cause for a little bit as a wife and being an, you know, an older person than a lot of people that are in the group, you got a lot of comics on there. <laughs> I, I just thought, Oh my gosh, like this thing is, this has been going on a long time. And now you were doing writing competitions and you're judging these competitions. And, and I thought, Ooh, there's a lady at home. <laughs> how long yeah. is, you know, how long, but, but as soon as you reached out, as soon as, or people reach out to you, I'm not sure how it worked out, man. I mean, you just have so many people that are like, well, like us, you're like, Hey girls, why don't you do a podcast? And we're like, okay, Joel, <laughs> Joel yeah. we're going to do it. <laughs> right? but, you know, talk about those folks that are, have stepped in and, and are, you know, helping you. I mean, it's a machine now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and I think I think it's that positive, supportive spirit within it at the core, at the soul of it, that now everything, you know, we just had all we just had all new artwork made. We completely rebranded Hot Breath, and that was created by Martha Louise, who's a newer comedian who found Hot Breath and is like, this is amazing. She made we had like a Patreon banner contest. She made it, and I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Like, how much would it be for you to do X, Y, and Z? And she's like, oh, I'll just do it. And she's been she worked for weeks and hours and hours and hours to create all this free artwork for us. So now we have like an actual professional brand identity. We're like literally like my wife saw our YouTube channel and she's like, oh, this looks real. So like, this looks like a, like a professional thing you're doing. I was like, yeah, I kind of built. Yeah, we're, we're kind of doing something here, you know. And what I mean, even just like behind the scenes, things probably something people don't know is like I was approached by a few members with like a legitimate business plan. Where like they they created this entire business plan about what we could do to like really scale hot breath into what we all believe it is, which is a disruptive media company that's really going to cultivate the next generation of great comics. They yeah. approached me with this business plan, and we actually started Hot Breath Media LLC, and we're actually a, a four partner uh, company now. We're actually all working intentionally to start scaling this to actually start doing the things that we talk about and aspire to, but actually start moving the needle. And part of that is this podcast network, but there's so much, there's so much. I mean, I have actually have the whole breakdown right here that I drew up of all the different, I won't reveal too much, but there's a lot going oh on. But uh, I keep that in front of me as a reminder of like where we're headed with this. And um, these are members of the community who are like, we love what you're doing. We want to help out. And here's how much thought we've put in what you're doing and where we think we could take it as a team and there's so many examples of people who have reached out created sound effects the the angels on y'all that robin does and robin starting her own right 10 club like honestly i don't want to name names because i'm afraid i'm gonna leave people out because there's been so right. many people who have done so many things for the hot breath of verse just on their own volition <laughs> on their own inspiration not asked to but they decided to and they're becoming like they're making an impact within it and helping a lot of people. I, I personally will say a name um, because I was called out for not doing this whenever we made your very first like Joel, thank you so much tribute no. video. And I didn't mention yeah. EJ, EJ yeah. and the word of the day. Thank you, EJ, for everything yeah. that you did to help me write. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Generate the word of the day every day. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's been fantastic to watch grow. Um, I'm so glad that, that Michelle hopped in and, and was able to experience it. Now we have several friends um, that are in there and I don't know about you, Michelle, but I'm excited about, because I'm in, you know, Bowling Green, Kentucky, I'm in the middle of Nashville and Louisville and there's not a lot of clubs and stuff happening here. Um, but eventually when the doors open and the world opens to more shows, I can't wait for those moments when I see these people that we've been writing mm -hmm. jokes with for a year because it's already happening, right? There are people mm -hmm. all over the country right now that are going to comedy clubs that are like, oh, yeah, I see you on Right 10. And then now some of them have connected. They've become best comedy friends. And, and you know, and, and that all was just from this, this thing. You mm -hmm. waking up. And being a positive person, wanting to motivate yourself and not be selfish. Michelle and I talked yesterday about how a lot of people, um, they're trying to rise themselves up by stepping on people along the way. And you set up a platform where you even the playing field, that it didn't matter 
there was somebody who's like, I've never done comedy at all. And it's like, okay, welcome, you know, mm -hmm. write a joke. We'll, we'll tell you what we think about it. And there are other people who are like, I've been doing it 10 years and this whole situation has got me sad. Thanks for giving me something to, you know, keep me going. So yeah. Yeah, like so, write a joke. We'll tell you what we think of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the best. Here's the best. We were talking about yesterday. However, once in a while I'll have like a typo or something because usually I'm driving or going or doing <laughs> And it's the best whenever you read one of the jokes with the typo and you're like, oh, oh, oh I see what you're doing there. So but you, I don't I don't understand shoe, but hey, I think you got something. You use the word of the day. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's what I'm most excited about is the live shows to come back. Cause this is really, we've created like a platform for an industry that doesn't really exist right now. So like when live shows do come back, I'm hoping not only will people be booking each other on their shows, but that positive spirit of hot breath will start to seep into all the comedy scenes that people take them into from the hot breath diverse. And it actually starts to spread that way. Yeah. So it becomes the new culture within comedy. There's that old competitive negative aspect. I'm really hoping as live shows come back, these hot brethren and sister out there going in and planting this seed that really creates that new yeah. wave of comedy that we all believe in. Now, speaking yeah. of negative, Michelle, didn't you have like a, a, a negative question you wanted to ask? And we talked about yesterday about why he keeps it positive. No, on, Barbara Walters, you wanted no. to make him cry. No, remember no. Barbara? I don't remember um, because I'm older than you. Um, 29 and a half. Yesterday she said, uh, why Joel, "Listen, yesterday she said, why does why do you think Joel keeps it positive? Like, do you think do you think somebody did something to him early oh, on? Yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. Joel, who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. I, th I think that's part of the the issue with positivity is it gets a woo woo rap, and it's it's um." I mean, what's wrong with being positive? I don't understand like why there has to be something wrong with being positive. I mean, I've always had to look at the positive things. I've I've been the child of two divorces. I like I said, I switched schools a lot. Um, I always had to make new friends. Like, I mean, adversity that everyone in their lives has, but it's like you can't, like I said, you can't control what happens, but you can control how you react to it. So the mm -hmm. positive always just made my life better regardless of the situation. And my mom always just instilled that in us of like going on the adventure of life and always being sure to frame things to a positive light, no matter what is happening. So it's something I grew up with, but yeah, I think, I mean, that's why I'm so intentional about it now in hot breath in my own comedy is because it doesn't really exist right now. You, you go online, it's negative, 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 negative. That's what gets shared. But I think as a as a um a competitive advantage as far as what we're doing i think it's going to be a differentiator in the mm -hmm. company and in the products we provide that we are a breath of fresh air if you will and we are providing that positive escape for people so it's twofold it's it's ingrained in me it's something i was raised in but i also see it as a great opportunity to create positivity in the the comedy community and beyond based on the comedy that we're putting out there. So yeah, it's, That's it is an interesting question. I've never been asked before. Why are you so positive? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Who hurt I you? beg to ask what is wrong with you for not being positive. We are, we are positive. We're mm -hmm. positive people. Wait, it one, one more question. There's a neurochemical effect to being positive. Yeah. Like there is an actual 
chemistry that is shifted in your brain when you're positive versus negative. And negative is easier and negative has a bigger impact on your brain. If you say something negative, it's something like 80 times more likely to happen as opposed to positive. Mm -hmm. So it's really being intentional about each thing you say being positive. Even when I'm having breakdowns on the internet, you guys see, <laughs> I still try to be saying positive things even when I'm not evoking it. Like it's it's all just part of like, it's a, it's a mental exercise as well. Did you know that when you smile, it actually takes less muscles, facial muscles to smile than it does to frown? And I'm super lazy, so I love <laughs> smiling. <laughs> good, good, good. All right. Yeah. Okay. Before we, before we wrap up, though, I do have a major question. What is your pen choice of the day these days? You know, man. You haven't I've, talked about your pens in a while. I haven't talked about my pens in a while. I mean, I have I have a few here. I mean, there's so many more. I've actually been rocking the Pilot G2 pens lately. Um, I you know, Bic Atlantis is the OG. I mean, that's gonna be near and dear to my heart. Oh, Bic Atlantis right there. It's um, but it's uh, and Bic Atlantis I found in an open like I was at an open mic, a terrible one at like midnight on a Monday, and I needed to borrow a pen. I left it in the car and the bartender handed me a Bic Atlantis and it was almost like the Excalibur coming my way. And I looked, clicked and I was like, what is this? Yeah. And it, it was that model. Yeah. That model. Cause they have fine point and gel and things, but mm -hmm. lately now you got me started on pins now, Michelle. <laughs> Sum it up. Whoops. I've, been, I've been using the pilot G twos lately and I've been experimenting with different colors. I was going through target, picking up one thing that ended up being a pack of pins as well. Of course. Um, but they had like different colors, like green and a dark purple. And I was like, Oh, those look fun. So I've been playing around with those lately, the G twos, but I mean, gosh, there's the Sharpie S gel, you know, I even have a Parker pen, not to brag, but we do have a nice Parker pen as well. Whoa. But, um, lately it's been the, uh, G two pilot. It's an OG, you know, that's, that's an industry standard there. So we're just going to say that um, our podcast is not sponsored by no. any of those pen companies, but they can be. <laughs> but they can be for sure. <laughs> I'm open arms. Well, Joel, this has been such a great interview. Um, I'm sure that we are going to want to uh, have you on again as, you know, I mean, the formula between myself and Michelle and our zero ability with technology it's, You're it's, doing great. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. So this is going to happen for years and we're going to need to have you back and talk again. But let me yes. tell you, so let me, I need you on board with this, Joel. This is how we're going to end here. Okay. You ready? I need okay. you on board because when I end things, my phrase is always Jesus and Junebug loves you. That's what mm -hmm. I say. Jesus and Junebug loves you. Now I need you, I need a vote of confidence because I've got one for Michelle, but she refuses to say it. All right. This okay. is what I think Michelle should say. Okay. Little Michelle and the Messiah tell you to take it higher. Ooh. Oh, she raised the roof. What do you What do you think of that, Michelle? Do you like that? Yeah. Still not going to say it. Still not going to say it. All right, Joel. Then I have one for you, and it would be okay. great to end with this. I think you should say, "Jesus and Joel says, let's roll." Hey, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm a team dab. player, Michelle. Oh, and then the dab at the end. All so, right, that's how we're going to wrap this up. You ready? Wait, Jesus and Joel say what? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? That's not it. Jesus and Joel says, let's roll, okay? Oh, it says, Take let's roll. Way. Okay, here we go. Take two. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Jesus and Joel say, let's roll.
Woo! <laughs> All right, that's it for this episode of Laugh Support Podcast. Woo!